0: Everybody, welcome to Two Northern Masses podcast. We are recording in lockdown again. So as per usual these days, sorry if there's any sound issues. We've not we're not particularly professional at editing. Um so it's the twentieth of May today when we're recording this. And I think it is week nine of lockdown, although some of the um rules have been lifted a little little bit. Um so have you been taking advantage of the new rules, Michelle? Uh,
1: no, no, I haven't really. Um, I've sort of decided to sort of just stick with what I'm doing. I've got into quite a good routine with um, my sort of walking the dog, exercising, family meals and things. And, and I've really sort of getting a bit more stuck into work now. Um so it isn't back to normal but work's feeling a little bit more back to normal Mm -hmm. and no but no I have not done any of the meeting a friend and and doing that and I'm definitely not doing more shopping Uh, no I'm not doing anything differently are you
0: um no well I wasn't even getting out for me I was exercised in the first so um I'm definitely not doing more but I do need to sort that out that's that's a whole other issue um but it was my birthday on Monday, so I did take advantage of the fact that people, you know, could pop. And I saw some people one-on-one on Monday. A lot of people came and brought me a card uh, and a bottle of wine most people brought as well. Um, so, yeah, from, from that perspective, it was nice that, that the rules were a little bit more relaxed. But, but no, I'm I'm the same as you. I, I, I'm still of the belief that until we're out, out, then it might you might as well just staying
1: yeah um, yeah I, I think I'm all right for a few more weeks anyway and see see through to June and see what happens then um so for your birthday people dropped around and bought you gifts and things like that did you do anything special with like Ben and Lucas
0: um it was it was quite special to be honest it was actually probably one of the nicest birthdays I've had in a long time because everybody was a little bit more thoughtful um so like everybody cared I had more visitors than I would normally have because people came and hand delivered cards and like you 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 brought me some brownies didn't you and my my two northern lasses mug for my birthday um yeah and yeah like I said quite a few people popped with a um bottle of wine um I was having a delivery from, um, I've mentioned this shop before, um, Sophia Rita Boutique in Sisset. Um, I'd ordered some stuff off her and she delivered that on Monday and she brought her five-year-old daughter with her. So they sang happy birthday to me on my doorstep. That was really cute. Um, and then at six o'clock-ish, all the neighbours came out of the windows and stood in the gardens and sang happy birthday. And one of my neighbours, Susan, played the saxophone and another of my neighbours played the drum mm-hmm. play it was really good it was actually quite emotional and although I didn't know they were going to do it I kind of had an idea because we have done it for a couple of other neighbours over the course of the last eight nine weeks so I, I kind of knew it was going to happen but it still made me well up oh I would have been boring it was, it, it? it was really it was really nice and I think that's one of the real positives out of this um, whole situation is how close we've got with the neighbours and um you know we've all really rallied rallied each other and you know when somebody's feeling a bit crap there's always somebody there who, who says you know it's okay to feel crap is one of the one of um the, the big themes so, is to allow yourself to have a rubbish day um and then move on the next day so yeah it, it, that, that side of things has been really nice so it was actually a very nice birthday
1: Good. Well, I just have to mention the mug that I got you for your birthday because um, my friends have a business called Ball Craft Engraving and they've had to pivot in this uh, climate because nobody's getting any sports um, trophies oh, things. Yeah. So um, they bought a mug printing machine and uh, and I was saying, oh, what am I going to get Jane for a birthday? And they said, oh, we'll do a mug for you. So that's hence why they printed the mug. But I really hope that the business can, can be a success because... Clearly, they're not going to be doing much engraving of sports stuff for the next not, the
0: year. Not for a while, because, you know, you don't have an end of season do if you've not had a season, do you? No. So, yeah, it's that, that's the, it, there's a lot of businesses that will be affected on a much more long-term basis than what we consider this moment. It'll drag on, won't it?
1: yeah. Anyway, I want to introduce our guest, but just as a caveat, my dog is running around my feet, dropping a ball at my feet, and I'm fully expecting to sort of jump on me at any minute now,
0: so... It has been a while since we've had Max on the podcast, though. (laughs) any sort of
1: dog movement noise, you know what it is. Um, Anyway, our guest is Deborah Ogden, who is from Deborah Ogden Limited, who focus on personal brand and impact. She's also a public speaker. Jane and I have both seen her speak, listened, listened and has seen her speak, and she's a podcast host. And I've got to say, before we get into this, me and Jane were quite nervous today because Deborah is very professional and speaks eloquently and has a very polished podcast. And right now <laughs> we're delivering this um, Podcast which with suboptimal audio, shall we say, um, and we just sort of get stuck in and don't prep a lot and try and have some fun. But anyway, welcome Deborah.
2: Hello there, and I'm gonna just come back there and say I really admire you two doing this because mine's been put on hold for a little while, and as it's gone on, I've realized that Mrs. Perfectionist here is just gonna have to relax things a little bit and uh, the longer it goes on I think I might be taking a similar path with my own so uh, I'll be following in your footsteps.
1: (laughs) Yeah that's good. We definitely like to hear the podcast come back because both Jane and I are avid listeners to uh, your podcast which is called On Brand With.
2: Yeah and I think in and I don't know about you but I've been out on my walks and running and therefore I think people have got more opportunities to listen to them, haven't they? So it's a shame that they did stop when they did, but it was a natural, I think, I can't remember, 12 episodes and it's given people a chance to sort of catch up with them. But I think I'm I'm getting itchy feet again. I'm ready to do some more interviews. So as I say, I'm going to have to just relax my standards a little bit. And as long as you've got great conversation, I think that's what people want, isn't it?
0: yeah you could have the most polished podcast in the world but if it's if you're talking about boring stuff that nobody's interested or engaging with then what's the point that's the that's the theory we work on anyway isn't it absolutely yeah
1: yeah so we know what you do um because we've seen you speak and we've talked to you um For our listeners, do you want to talk us through what the personal brand and impact work is that you do? And actually how you arrived there, because I had a nosy round your LinkedIn profile this morning and I know that you studied law, so I'm interested to know how you got from there to personal brand.
2: Well, it's interesting because when I work with people, I always say, you're not just what you are now, you're an amalgamation of everything that you've always done. And I always imagine... I'm of the age the original Mary Poppins and you know that huge medicine bag that she had and I always say your career is a bit like that. You put all these different talents and different skills into this bag and actually you, you take it with you. And I suppose the business as it is now, so working with people on their personal brand and their impact, is an amalgamation of all the things that I've done so far. So, um, But the the business as it is at the moment, I work with individuals and businesses, and it's on their personal brand rather than on their business brand. But it's about standing out and being your best self and being the go-to person in your market. So... You know, when we come through this and everybody's uncertain, but we will come through the other side. It's about being the front of mind person when somebody wants your services, your product and people know exactly what you do, how you do it and where to find you, because it's a cliche isn't it that gets thrown around but people buy people and if people like you then they will support you they will be your customers and they'll also become your advocates which is the best kind of marketing so I suppose that sums it up and within there I do a lot of training with public speaking, um, communication skills, both verbal, vo- vocal skills, non-verbal, first impressions. So it's the whole, whole bag around making an impact through a powerful personal brand. Um, yeah, and, and yes, I studied law, and a lot of my clients these days are lawyers, but law taught me a lot around discipline and um And maybe that's where some of the perfectionists came from, I don't know. But really having to write good copy, write good content, write write well, be able to communicate with very different types of people. So in the police cells, but in front of a judge. So that was that sort of side of my career. But very early on, I discovered a a love of communications, marketing and comms. And very quickly, I, I pursued that path. And um, I remember picking up, I worked for management consultants actually. And I remember in with in their uh, legal services department, in their employment law, and I remember just picking up a copy of Marketing Week one day and thinking, wow, this what am I missing out on here? And that was the start of my love of communications. Um, and then I suppose my really big break came, I have a real love of sport as you know, a huge football and cricket fan and I ended up as sales and marketing uh, officer at Lancashire County Cricket Club because like you Jane I'm from the other side of the Pennines. I forgot about that. i left out for once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah yeah. so uh, there I was working uh, for the other other side of the Pennines and I was promoted to media manager there and I was the first media first professional media manager in the sport and it was a really big deal in cricket at the time and I had to really step up myself and deal with international media and cricket was a really tough sport in those days you still had your traditional what you call your traditional hacks very male dominated environment and I had to work my hardest to get my stories in the press but also to dealing with professional sportsmen. I was dealing with, I mean, Freddie Flintoff was one of uh, our players at the time, Jimmy Anderson. So some really big names and, and dealing with professional sportsmen brings its own challenges as well. So I had to really work on my own impact and media skills. So I suppose that along with the law and other jobs that I've had, other career paths have all sort of come together in what I do now. And what what's...
1: How's your business being affected by the COVID pandemic?
2: Well, I think the first few weeks were perhaps the most heartbreaking of the past nine years in that I've, a lot of my work is speaking engagements, of course, those all went. Uh, so I watched those get cancelled out of my diary. Um, a lot of my work is wo- are delivering workshops within businesses. So they those all went. The one-to-one coaching which I do a lot of as well it's really interesting and I've, I've really tried to look at the positives during this period and one of the things I've always said is that I always wanted to coach face-to-face so I have clients because I'm quite niche in what I do I have clients up and down the country so you know it's it's nothing new for me to be up at five o'clock in the morning on my way down the M1 to a client and it's made me realize that I don't actually need to do that and I still think there is something in one-to-one and being in the room with somebody and I think if you have that relationship then you can very quickly take it online from a coaching and um, well from a coaching point of view and so I have continued to be able to have one-to-one sessions as well with my clients but I don't know about you guys, but very early on, I felt that this was a time that I wanted to support people out there. And for me, visibility and personal brand is absolutely crucial at the moment, more than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to um, take advantage of the situation, put it that way. I wanted to share my content. That's, That's just me. And I know not everybody agrees with that. But my integrity is very much if I can help people, then I believe in karma, it will come back at some point. So I think you, you've you been watching them. I've been doing my two two minute bite size videos each day, which were really for me at the beginning to keep my own focus and positivity because I knew that I would need some structure to my day. So they've been a big part of what I've done during these what did
0: we say nine weeks nine weeks yes yeah, so I find um sometimes I'll get up in the morning and I'll be scrolling through LinkedIn or Facebook and and I'm like oh my god I've not even brushed my teeth yet and Deborah's up she's been for a run she's got a full face of makeup on and it's only eight o'clock <laughs> So I suppose it's a way it's I know just, and you, do you know get... what I would think you were what sorry Michelle I
1: was thinking that. So I had a question for Debra. Do do you do your hair every day? Because it always looks perfect.
2: No, I don't. In fact, you know, you've made my day because there's some days I have stopped. You see, when we first started out, I was doing Joe Wicks every day with Oscar, my son. And that was meaning that it was half past nine and I had had my shower and, and that was all getting a little bit too traumatic for me. So I've ditched Joe Wicks, I'm afraid. And uh, I mean, I've always exercised in the morning. That's just my... Because if I don't do it in the morning, I won't do it. So that, that's the honest truth there. But um, if it's if my hair's in a ponytail, that means that, you know, <laughs> that's the easy option. But... <laughs> And actually, it's, you know, you stick some oh, you bright always lippy Oh, You put stick some bright lippy on and all's okay in the world in my book.
0: <laughs> I'm going to take that advice because um, I've said quite often over the last nine weeks uh, that seeing yourself on a screen is, when you've not been and had your eyelashes done and my nails have all fallen off and my roots are grey um, it's not doing my self confidence any good whatsoever. So, yeah, I might go and um online and order myself some bright lippy
1: i think that's a good a really good tip but i also want to say thank you deborah because um i dip in it dip in and out of your bite size um i probably watch two or three a week um i listened to one on friday morning that really had quite a profound effect on me and it was a post about um looking back over the week and reminding yourself what you'd actually achieved, and. I started thinking about what I'd done and then I wrote it down because I felt so proud of myself. I was thinking, right, I'm going to tell Deborah I've done this, 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 and this, this, this. And there was a big paragraph, which you did comment on. And I thought, wow, I really have achieved quite a lot this week. We'd rebranded the product. We've got a new logo. We changed all the social media. We've communicated it out. And, you know, it just felt really good to sort of reflect on everything that I'd achieved. And it really did change my mindset for just moving forward like this week's been a really busy week so far for me um next week looks like it's going to be even busier because we're going to relaunch next friday and but i feel like in a different place um and and thanks for that and um and i also want to say this morning's one on perfectionism which which is why i was feeling slightly nervous going gosh is, Deborah's gonna rock up, and me and me and Jane over there with unwashed hair, no it makeup, and um, you know, no preparation.
2: But you know, it's interesting that because um, I say about the perfectionism, and and uh, I've, I've mentioned it in the some of the previous ones about um, you know I've had counselling for perfectionism, and it seemed appropriate to bring it up. But that's how my business started because I had. Uh, I was having trouble with my identity because all of a sudden I became a mum. And I think a lot of women feel that all of a sudden you lose your identity because you become a mum. And I became Oscar's mummy rather than Deborah and um and it was through that and really struggling through that that when I went for counselling and she said you know you're a perfectionist and I'd never heard of such a thing and in my mind perfectionism was wonderful I couldn't believe it was seen as a negative thing so uh, it was an eye opener but it was quite close to my heart that one this morning <laughs> yeah definitely yeah well,
0: we,
1: we've had to sort of Drop that perfectionism thing. So Jane and I went on a um a podcast training um session last night, which was a two-hour training session with Leeds University. And it it was good and we we definitely learned some some things. But um the guy was it started out with saying, You've got to invest in a really good mic. There's nothing worse than I, I can't remember the phrase he used, but um I did text Jane because I just thought that was a bit of an unusual way to describe poor audio. Um But um, he said, you know, it's really bad if you get really, really bad audio. We're like, oh, well, okay then we're screwed. The last nine episodes are all on. We've recorded on Zoom. We've accepted a lesser than perfect because we think it's a sign of the times. And that's the way things are right now.
2: Absolutely, and you know this is something that i 've been talking to clients about as well, and this this uh, course that i 'm working on at the moment around visibility i 'm going to be recording it on Zoom or on my iPhone, and it 'll be in my home office, which is in the back bedroom so But the one thing is, I really believe that people are being kinder at the moment when it comes to sharing content. And a lot of my clients say, I know I've got to be visible, but I'm really nervous about putting something out there. And I don't know about you two when you started the podcast, but even though I speak on a regular basis and speak to large audiences and quite happily will comment on social media. When it came to putting the podcast out there, that was the first time I put something that I saw as a real, really creative piece of work. And that really took some bravery on my part. So when I'm talking to clients at the moment, I'm saying now is the time to do it because people are much more accepting and much kinder. And actually you're looking for content as well so it's a great time to be putting stuff out there
0: so what was it that made you start the podcast in the first place
2: um really interesting question actually jane because i you've both met anthony who helps me produce my podcast and he's a good friend of mine and we were just having a chat over coffee he'd Uh, finished a role in the summer last year and he was saying can I support you in the business and Mrs Perfectionist honestly I was I'm a little bit oh you know a bit of a control freak I'm not sure you can help me with anything and I've said that to his face so when he listens he won't be offended (laughs) but uh, we started talking about podcasts and I was saying I'd love to do a podcast I'd love to write a book as well and I was saying but I want a book that um brings people's stories so brings personal brand to life and brings the color and he said well why not use it use the podcast as a basis for a book as well because you get the stories then and that really brings it to life so it started off as a conversation very, you know over coffee and um he works he'd worked in the music industry, so was a bit of a whiz on editing and software and microphones, which is just not my bag. And he pushed me. And honestly, um if it wasn't for Anthony, I don't think it would have been out as it was in December, I think it came out. And I would have procrastinated, Mrs. Perfectionist and um so yeah and I love it I of all the things I've ever done and I love my speaking but I love the podcast I love the intimacy of it intimacy of it I love chatting to people getting to know their stories I find it incredibly um incredibly moving sometimes but incredibly inspiring as well
0: and how do you choose your guests so they do they tend to be people that you've just come across in you know normal life or do people approach you um
2: i have had people approach me but the the people that i've had on already are people that i have sought out so most of them are people within my network already and i wanted people it's really interesting again i don't know about you both when you started off i've changed the format um of mine not consciously but the conversation has changed I think that's the best way of putting it and whereas at first I was trying to teach if you like I was trying to share personal brand tips and techniques actually it's become much more about people's stories because actually your personal brand is your story Mm -hmm. so I've realized that I can relax and just ask people about their lives and their businesses and their own brand and bring that to life so it has changed But I chose people that had a story to tell. So I know you both know Claire Paxman, who... Yeah, um,
1: that was fabulous. um, So
2: inspirational. And um, if people have listened to the podcast, she... Um, is Paxman scalp cooling but last year my mum went through breast cancer and Claire was such a support to us as a family I can't begin to thank her enough so that was quite emotional at times um, but she's so full of energy and she brought her energy to the podcast which I loved and then I've, um, I've sought out people that maybe have particular areas of their brand their business that were telling a story that I feel is very important in personal branding. So being authentic, I know you both know Barbara Nixon and Barbara is very authentic and talks about her true self. So that was a great theme to bring out talking to her. Um, Jodie Hill, who is, has a huge profile on social media. And that was another great person to talk to about profile and using social media.
1: I think I've seen the way that your podcast change because I've listened to them all right from the start. And, and, you know, I, I'm a, one of your biggest fans. I've really enjoyed, I've got say nearly all of your guest ones. Um, you, you've got those inspirational guests like Claire was just super inspir- inspirational and, and I could tell just listening to the podcast, how emotional you were. And also, um, you know, there's those that you can relate to, like Lynn and uh, Lynn Pickford, and and Barbara Nixon. Both have had similar careers to me. So, you when you're listening, you can sort of pick out bits that you go, "Oh yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, I can understand that." And that's what keeps me engaged. So I I can now see that you haven't got a type, but I can see what you're drawing out of people, which wants which makes me want to listen to the next episode so so subscribe and when one shows up in my list it's you know i'm gonna listen to that because i know what's coming i know there's going to be an interesting conversation that i'm probably going to be able to relate to quite closely
2: yeah exactly and i mean lynn's lynn was great because she just she just chats and she's just this wealth of information and um her book's just been launched, actually, that she talked about on the podcast. And she's. it was so wonderful to be able to share the knowledge that she, I share with her one-on-one over a cup of coffee. So those conversations that we have that I get so much benefit from, I wanted to bring that to the podcast so other people could benefit from her wisdom. And um, it's been really interesting. I've been approached by a few people who maybe have a more technical skill for example who have said we thought you know it would be lovely to talk about this but I don't think that's the path I want to go with this at the moment I just love those stories that's what draws me in
0: yeah we we have a similar conversation because we we um also have been approached by we call them stranger fans um (laughs) And Michelle, it's always Michelle that gets approached. I don't know why. Um, I think
1: because my details are on LinkedIn. I don't yeah, know
0: why. I've got too many other things, um, and Michelle will send me the details and go, "Look at this person on LinkedIn. They've asked if they can be on the podcast," and I'm always like, uh, "I don't, I, I, I don't think that person's right." <laughs> and the feedback that we've had is that when one of us knows a guest. Or both of us, um, it's far, far better than if we have somebody that, that we don't really know at all. Yeah. Um, and so actually, the to... three
1: of us haven't known each other that long, including me and Jane, but we've got a lot of common ground. We're both mothers to boys, we've both spent a lot of time on the side of a pitch, whatever that may be. Um, you know, we've both had corporate careers all not both all of us so we've got a common connection plus the podcast is what really brought us together in talking and sharing ideas
0: and um yes plus the whole being nice to each other connection um you know obviously me and Deborah are more connected because we're actually from Lancashire not Yorkshire Michelle we are you're left (laughs) out
2: (laughs) you know isn't it lovely that and Sometimes, especially when I'm speaking with people who are in corporates or professional, that people believe from a personal branding, it's got to be very, it's got to be very professional and they've got to put on this front. But actually, to make true connection, it's about talking about our sons or talking about being stood on emily moore in the pouring rain in the middle of november watching football or rugby or whatever it is and it's over those conversations that you make true connection and for me that's where we need to move to in a business environment and i think smaller businesses are going are getting there but i really hope that the fact that Many of these big firms will have been having their team meetings in the back bedroom on Zoom, you know, maybe with their underwear in the background or whatever has been going on. That slight vulnerability, I hope, does allow for more honest and real conversations.
0: Yeah, it's it's more human, isn't it? I saw somebody um, talking the other day who was saying all of a sudden it's when you go to a meeting, it's not about what suit you're wearing or if your shoes are polished or what car you rock up in. Um, and yeah, like you say, everybody has the different backgrounds and all sorts of stuff going on in the background. But, and so it's, it's really about the person, isn't it? The human being behind, behind it all.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we get into that point Deborah in the podcast where we play the game. Okay. Um, So um, what would normally happen is that I've got a pack of cards and you would pick a card and Jane and I would ask you the question. So as I've got the pack of cards, because it's in my house, you just sort of have to trust me and I will shuffle and stop when you say stop. So if you say stop...
2: Okay, no fixing it then. <laughs> there's no dodgy card in there. But...
1: There's there's actually quite a few dodgy cards, but we tried to separate them. But if I pick one of those out, I won't ask you that question.
2: <laughs> okay, stop.
1: Oh, okay. This is, uh, this is one's a good one for you. Okay. If you could make up a brand new school subject, what would it be? <sighs>
2: Now, well, one thing, I'm just going to have to say this. I don't know about you, but I've realised school is about so much more than education, isn't it? Yeah. You know, (laughs) I don't know about your boys, but my son says, oh, I just want to go back and see my mates, which I get. So, um, well, on a more serious matter, it would be the stuff that I talk about on a day to day basis that impact and self-belief poor Oscar my son he's 12 and he'll say stop coaching me mum because I spend my time saying to him you know this makes a difference and there are things that I can see in some young people and I'll say to him you know you've got to be able to shake hands you've got to be able to look somebody in the eye you've got to be able to make small talk my Mm -hmm. dad said you'll have heard me say this before but my dad said to me you've got to be able to shake hands you've got to be able to um talk sport his thing was or small talk and you've got to have a sense of humor and and for me that's massively important and so many people so many young people aren't being taught that and yeah. you see some technically academically brilliant young people who just can't communicate and mm-hmm for me that is my passion and that's why I do what I do so whether it's young people whether it's somebody who's got to the top of their career and is struggling with that that will always be my driver so I suppose that was an easy question for me I don't think it was a plan was it no it wasn't
1: planned and I do think because Jane and I talk about this quite a bit and and my eldest is in his first year of A-levels and he's doing work but he's not particularly motivated but he's gone and got himself a job at the co-op and he's learning different skills in the co-op that they're never going to teach him at school. So you've got to sort of weigh it up and, and as I hear what you're saying. It's that those softer skills and emotional intelligence as opposed to IQ. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's, been, um, it's funny what you said about your dad, because um, I always remember growing up when we went out for a meal um we used to go for an Indian quite often on a Sunday in Darwin. Um, and my mum and dad from a very early age always made me order my own meal. And they used to say, if you can't order your own meal, you're not eating. Um, and I I refused. Lucas, he doesn't do it so much now. Um, but if we used to go into a restaurant and he'd say, oh, can I have blah, blah, blah. And I said, don't tell, don't tell me what you want. Tell the waitress what you want. Um, but I do think skills like that are forgotten in education the other thing for me is um things like managing money and things like that I did a, a um, subject called commerce before I took my GCSEs I did a subject called commerce and you learn how to write a check and things like that not that that matters anymore but um you know kid, kids don't learn those kind of life skills now do they
2: well, you see, I'm old enough that I did O level, so <laughs> um, I don't. I'm with you, Deborah. <laughs> so did
1: I.
0: I was, I only just snuck in. We were the second year to do it, so
2: <laughs> Jane. Just on something random, I don't know if um, you, you follow this guy, but um, guilty pleasure here. I'm a fan of the sewing bee and not that I so much but I enjoy the programme and I absolutely love Patrick Grant and he's got a business up at the mo- at, in Blackburn at the moment and they're um, a community business built um, creating clothes and making clothes and he's been doing a lot of work to support the um, PPP effort etc. And he's actually living in Rossendale and he's driving over Grain Road and he's talking about Darwin and Blackburn and he's been posting shots of it on his Instagram. And it's been a real uh, sort of trip down memory lane for me. So you'll have to have a look because I'm sure some of the views will be familiar to you as well. I thought about you when I saw them.
0: I spent a lot of time on that Grain Road, especially at one point I moved back to Lancashire. My mum and dad were in Yorkshire. Because I was dragged away kicking and screaming, basically when I was fourteen. So when I was nineteen, I moved back, but then met a boyfriend from Yorkshire, like you do, um, and spent every weekend back back at my mum and dad's. So I did that road really a lot in my um, old battered Fiesta, my first ever car. <laughs>
2: yeah, you'll have to have a look at Brilliant. Patrick Gram since yeah. We're ready. We're ready for the second question.
1: Ready? Go on. Yeah. What's the most fun summer trip you've ever taken?
2: Oh, no question on this one. So um, after my, oh, I'm not sure at what point, I think it was after my A-levels, I did the traditional Greek island hopping trip uh, with my... Good friend Melanie, and uh, actually Melanie lived in Blackburn, so I used to be backwards and forwards on Grain Road for nights nice out in Blackburn. And I'm not sure I can share on here why it was such a good time, but we get but it. I, I can remember any of it, but my goodness me, we had a good time. That would have been the height of the eighteen to thirties trip, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Eos, Eos was the party island, and. Uh, yeah, we certainly lived it up. And I can remember my mum picking us up from the airport and saying, you're paler now than when you set off. What's happened?
1: <laughs> Sign of a good holiday.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I okay, still, well, still love the girls' holiday. Yeah, me I mean, yeah, me too. You go away with family and relax and spend time, you know, having nice meals and stuff like that. But you can't beat a time with the girls, especially when you've got kids and husbands and responsibilities. And we just go away and act like we're 18 and just drink way too much and just talk crap for four or five days. It's brilliant. Perfect.
1: Yeah. We had that last year. We went to Turkey, four of us, for our 50th, and we just had such a great laugh. But anyway, let's hope the husbands and sons are not listening to this. Anyway, <laughs> the final question, Deborah. So I'm ready when Stop. you are. Stop. okay, what is one goal you have for this year? And there's a second part. What's the step you can take today to help you reach that goal? That's like a coaching
0: question for a coach. Yeah, Deborah probably wrote that question. (laughs) I think (laughs) I can answer it.
2: (laughs) It's to be hoped I can, can't it? It doesn't say a lot for me if I don't know. Um, Well, I've been talking for a long time about taking my business online So this time for me has been a bit of a gift because it's actually allowed me to step back a little bit and focus and rather than react and just get something, this won't surprise you by the way, rather than react and just get something out there, I've had the time to plan it and get it to how I want it to be. So certainly um, to get the business online and I've got a deadline of 31st of May, and uh, certainly the first bit will be out then and then I'm looking to build a membership so that I can continue to work with people once I've coached them or spoken at an event and they've engaged with me so exciting times I've got to learn the tech that'll be my uh, challenge for this afternoon
0: yeah I'm I'm with you on that I'm all I, I'm great at making something look good and sound good, but all the techie stuff that makes it actually happen is is not not my um, forte at all. Not good.
2: See that's your forte, Michelle.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, probably. Is.
1: Really. <laughs> actually what I'm really good at, Jane, is delegation. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um I'm really excited for that project, Deborah. It sounds brilliant. What I thought you were gonna say is Because you mentioned it earlier about writing a book that you might take that forward this year.
2: That's still to come. Yeah, that's my. um, Yeah, that that's what's the line that everybody's got a book in them, and I suppose the more stories I collect via the podcast, the more content I've got, which will be super. So watch this space on that one. (laughs)
0: Fabulous. Great. Well, thank
1: you so much for being our guest. And um, it wasn't as nerve-wracking as we thought it was going to be, was it, Jade? Because it no, well, just I, really I, is a chat, which is what we wanted the podcast to be. So exactly. Yeah. It's just. And a I chat think we're all experts
2: time. in chat, aren't we? I yeah. Think we're all good at. Thank you so much for asking me. To be honest, it's strange to be the other side, but uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs>